0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Kia ora, I'm William Ray.
0: I'm Lee Madam mclaughlin and this is the Aotearoa History Show, a 14-part series running through the story of these islands and their people.
1: We'll look at what the country was like before people arrived, the treaty those people signed, the wars they fought, and the people who led the way.
0: Explorers, innovators, prophets, warriors, politicians, if you've ever wondered how Aotearoa got the way it is now, this podcast is a great place to start. And
1: just by the way, the Aotearoa History Show is not just a podcast. We've also made a video web version of this show with all kinds of handy animations and graphs and if that sounds like your thing, then jump on YouTube and search for the Aotearoa History Show. We've also put a link in the description of this podcast.
0: But if you're more an audio-only kind of person, you can just stick with us right here. We
1: range ourselves without fear. Besides written, where she goes, we go. Where she stands, we stand. The New Zealander, Hillary, has succeeded in conquering Mount Everest. The New Zealand is in front. The New Zealand
0: wins from Mount The real shambles here at Rugby Park, Hamilton. Red smoke bombs being thrown by the demonstrators. We are marching to Parliament and no more land to be sold. Watunga <laughs> ngaro te tangata, toi tu te people will perish but the land is permanent this is a wakatoki a maori proverb it symbolizes the importance of papa tuānuku our land
1: over the series we'll talk about the generations of people who have come and gone but first we need to tell the story of the land that sustained them <laughs>
0: Maori legends have a lot to say about the origins of the land and sky. There's the story of Ranginui and Papatuanuku, the sky father and earth mother, how they were forced apart by their child, Tane Mahuta, and how that separation gave space for new kinds of life. Then there's the story of the origin of Aotearoa, how the demigod Maui hauled up a great fish, and how his brothers hacked that fish to pieces carving out valleys and mountains and forming the shape of the land.
1: These stories of powerful primeval forces have parallels in our modern understanding of plate tectonics. Tectonic forces have been around for at least four billion years, ever since the Earth first formed – But the story of Aotearoa is relatively recent. And I mean recent in geological terms. We're still going to have to go back a hundred million years.
0: Mm -hmm. OK, so a hundred million years ago, the old supercontinents of Gondwana and Laurasia were beginning to be torn to pieces. If you looked at the Earth from space, you could almost make out the outline of modern day continents like Africa and North and South America. But down south, Australia and Antarctica were still fused together.
1: The land which would one day become New Zealand was sitting at the eastern edge of Gondwana. But things were about to change. Superheated magma was rising up against the bottom of the crust, stretching it, opening up deep fissures and fault lines. Sometimes the magma reached all the way to the surface, forming long chains of volcanoes. Eventually, a huge section of land broke away from Gondwana and went sailing into the Pacific Ocean.
0: As Zealandia took off into the Pacific, it brought a whole lot of plants and animals along for the ride. Some of those animals were familiar, like the ancestors of the Tuatara and the Weta, but some of them were unlike anything we have on Earth today.
1: Zealandia separated from Gondwana right at the peak of the age of dinosaurs, the Middle Cretaceous period. But we don't really know much about what Zealandia's dinosaurs were like. Dinosaur fossils are extremely rare in New Zealand. If you got them all together in one place, they'd probably fit inside a shoebox. We've found a rib from an armoured ankylosaurid. We've got a couple of vertebrae from several different big meat-eating theropods. We've got a vertebrae of a giant long-necked titanosaur, plus a few extra bones which we can't quite identify. Based on such limited evidence, it's hard to say much about what New Zealand's dinosaurs were like, but we can make a few educated guesses. Back in the age of dinosaurs, the world was much warmer. Antarctica was covered in forests instead of ice. But Zealandia was much closer to the South Pole than New Zealand is today, so our dinosaurs must have survived months of darkness every year. Some scientists think Zealandia's dinosaurs would have evolved huge eyes to see in the dark and thick coats of feathers to protect them from the cold. So, yeah, our dinosaurs might have looked pretty weird... Hopefully, we'll find some more complete skeletons in future so we can confirm just how weird they were.
0: Okay, ding, 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 sorry to be a killjoy, but just like the rest of the world, Zealandia's dinosaurs were driven to extinction when an asteroid hit the Earth around 66 million years ago in the Gulf of Mexico.
1: This asteroid was about 10 or 20 kilometres across, and it's thought to have made a crater 150 kilometres wide.
0: Impact debris rained down all over the world and dust blocked out the sun for weeks. 80% of life on Earth died out, including all the non-avian dinosaurs, pterosaurs and giant marine reptiles. After the extinction of the dinosaurs, mammals quickly evolved to fill the niches they left behind. Mammals eventually became huge plant eaters and apex predators. At least...
1: That's what happened everywhere else in the world. What happened in Zealandia was very different. There were almost certainly mammals scurrying around in Zealandia when it separated from Gondwana. Mammals lived alongside dinosaurs for millions of years all over the world.
0: But by the time Māori arrived here, about 700 years ago, New Zealand's mammals had vanished. Today, our only native mammals are three species of bat, which seem to have flown here relatively recently from Australia.
1: So what happened to the rest of our mammals? Well, one theory suggests that at some point Zealandia slipped completely beneath the sea, so all our mammals drowned. But nowadays, most scientists think there was always some land above the surface, which should have been enough to keep our mammals afloat. But still, something wiped them out, and we just have no idea what it was. It's one of the biggest mysteries of prehistoric New Zealand.
0: Buzzy! Okay, thanks to the lack of mammals though, Aotearoa became dominated by birds, most of which colonised New Zealand after flying here or being blown across the ocean from other places. Once they arrived, these birds were safe from mammal predators, so many species lost the ability to fly and took on radically different body shapes, like the kiwi and the kakapo.
1: But the most radical change was the moor. The ancestors of the moor originally flew to New Zealand, but over millions of years they completely lost their wings and grew much, much bigger. The largest moor could stand more than three metres tall and weighed more than 200 kilos.
0: Other birds kept their ability to fly. Mostly, these were smaller birds like tui and piwaka but there was one giant. The Powakai, or harst eagle, the largest bird of prey that's ever existed. The Powakai was the only animal big enough to take on a moa. They would dive out of the sky and hit with the force of a concrete block thrown from an eight-storey building a concrete block with claws as big as a tiger.
1: Meanwhile, the land was still changing. Tectonic forces stretched out the continent of Zealandia and the crust got thinner. The giant landmass slowly sank beneath the ocean. Eventually, only a small scattering of islands were left above the surface... But then tectonic forces slammed the submerged continent against the neighbouring Australian plate and the fragment of land we live on today was pushed back above the sea.
0: There were also huge changes in the climate. Around 2.6 million years ago, the whole world fell into a series of ice ages, Glaciers grew across much of the central South Island, carving massive valleys through the southern Alps. Huge amounts of water were locked up in colossal ice sheets, draining the oceans. Aotearoa's coastline completely changed shape. Cook Strait and Fovo Strait both vanished. The North Island, the South Island and Stewart Island became one big landmass.
1: All this climatic change had a huge impact on New Zealand's plant and animal life, Before the ice ages, Aotearoa was covered in the kinds of tropical plants you can see today in the rainforests of northern Queensland or Papua New Guinea. But by the end of the last ice age, about 18,000 years ago, those plants had been replaced by rimu, totara, kauri, lots of ferns, the kinds of plants we see in the bush today.
0: You can still see the legacy of the ice ages all over New Zealand. For example, as the huge glaciers in the South Island mountain, they left behind gigantic lakes like Wanaka, Tekapo and Te Anau.
1: But here's a funny thing about ice ages. During the last one, sea levels were about 125 metres lower than they are today. But global average surface temperatures were only about 5 degrees colder than today. That means every degree of warming over the past 18,000 years has translated to roughly 25 metres of sea level rise. Small changes in global temperature can translate to very big changes in the global climate. And that's why scientists are really, really worried about global warming today.
0: Mm Mhm. OK, so that's the serious stuff. Now let's talk about volcanoes. <laughs> Sitting at the edge of a colliding plate boundary means that magma often finds weak points to bubble up through the crust under New Zealand. And over the last two million years, one of those weak points has set directly beneath the central North Island, the site of some of the world's most violent volcanic eruptions. The biggest was the Oruanui eruption. About 25,000 years ago, it blanketed the North Island in ash and molten rock, leaving behind the gigantic caldera, which we now call Lake Taupo. The Taupo supervolcano has erupted many times, but the last big explosion happened in 232 AD, about the time the Roman Empire was at its height. This was much smaller than the Ōruanui event, but it's still the most violent volcanic eruption the world has seen in 5,000 years. It covered most of the central North Island in a thick layer of ash and pumice. Even 1,000 kilometres away on the Chatham Islands, the ash fell half a metre deep.
1: Lake Taupo is still an active volcano and it will erupt again in the future. You don't need to worry too much though because it's constantly monitored by scientists and we'd get a warning if it was winding up for another big explosion.
0: The final major change in New Zealand's landscape happened around 1290 AD. If you dig down into the earth in many parts of Aotearoa, you'll come across a thin layer of ash. But this ash didn't come from a volcano, it came from a series of huge fires which ripped through New Zealand's forest. These fires were lit by human beings, the first humans ever to reach Aotearoa. Who were they? Where did they come from? That's the story for our next episode.
1: And if you want to hear that episode, you should subscribe to the series. It's super easy. You can use whatever podcasting app is your favourite. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify.
0: And while you're at it, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts.
1: That really helps people find the show. And if you really want to go the extra mile, it would also be awesome if you could tell a friend about the show. Stick it on your Facebook page, send a tweet, post a video on TikTok.
0: (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) See you next episode.
1: I'm acting like I know what TikTok is. (laughs) (laughs) The Aotearoa History Show is a 14-part series made possible by the RNZ New Zealand On Air Digital Innovation Fund. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. It's written and produced by William Ray and co-presented by Lee Marama McLaughlin. The sound engineer is William Saunders and it is directed by Duncan Smith historical fact-checking by Basil Keane and the Ministry of Culture and Heritage especially David Green Archival audio from Ngā Taonga Sound and Vision a video version of the Aotearoa History Show is available online via the RNZ web page or
0: on YouTube Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A FDA approved for over 20 years So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you